From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I am Casey. And I am Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. All right. It's not an old episode. It's a new one. It's a new one. It's a new one. Uh, before we go uh, too deep here, uh, just a little uh, house cleaning before I even get into the ad raids. Um, unfortunately, Brian uh, has to unexpectedly be out for a couple of weeks, um, and, but I wanted to get you guys something. So this episode is going to be a little different. Uh, it's not going to be super heavy on uh, science-y beer stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Um, what we kind of learned about brewing in Puerto Rico, we had, we were lucky enough to be able to talk to some brewers, uh, down there, um, at a couple of different breweries and just kind of get the gist of some of the challenges that they're facing. Um, and so if that's not something that interests you, I completely understand. Uh, and just, just know, like, we'll be back to more in-depth, in-depth episodes, uh, in the future. So. We uh, we just got done traveling. Yeah, we, we literally we, yeah we literally <laughs> got back uh, from uh, traveling last night. The episode I was going to do with Brian, unfortunately, we weren't able to record, mm-hmm. um, and so Rick was kind enough to jump in. And the topics we were going to cover, he wasn't up on, so yeah. we figured we'd kind of do this. So at yeah. least you guys get something. On the v- vacation fatigue to research a topic today was <laughs> <just> not <laughs> realistic. Yes. Uh, but all right. Uh, so into the show, uh, the American Homebrewers Association does lots of home brewing and home brewers, and now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops, select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zamergy magazine. Click on the fur length above our homepage and join today. Also, give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our black belt patrons: Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Tyler Romanski, Hoppenbrail Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you if you'd like to become a patron, head over to Patreon.com/slash/BlindNessStudios or click on the patron link at the bottom of our homepage at BlindNessStudios.com. You also, uh, while you're over at blindestudios.com, you can click on that store link and see some of our cool merch Sweet or head over to teespring.com slash store slash blindestudios. All right, Rick. Yo. I'd ask what you've been up to beer related, uh, but that's kind of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so uh, instead of that, why don't we uh, do a little bit of a chat about our tropical stout? Yeah, we're drinking and it. By now. our tropical stout, I mean my tropical stout. Mmm. It's so good. It's just like I remember. It's it's very good. It's very nice. It's and it's 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 still perplexing my palate every time it hits it with that like it's stouty, but it's not heavy and it's summery. Yes. And that it's it's still just so perplexing to I'm my trying palate. Trying to remember if I have this recipe on Oh, I do. Okay. Uh, just as a quick refresh for everybody. Um, this is 67% U.S. two-row, um, 8.5% Carafa 3, which is de-husked, mm-hmm. uh, nice. 4.2% UK coffee malt, uh, 4.2% flaked oats, and 4.2% roasted barley uh, with 12.5% of brown sugar in this one. Yeah, and it's just just like we talked about in the when we tasted it before. Like the brown sugar thins it enough that it's not like thick, but then there's enough body from the oats, and then and the, then uh, an ounce of or thirteen, uh, or I'm sorry, forty five IBUs uh, of Magnum at sixty minutes, um, and then fermented with uh, California lager yeast at a lower temps. I want to say it was like sixty 
61, 62. I mean, it's tropical paradox, man. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what it tastes like. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's very good. Uh, roasty, almost like full body, but there's like uh, there's like some molasses molasses like yeah. rum characteristics in there. Yep. And then that really nice, almost like f- fruity. Uh, yeah, just just like yeah, there. just just a hint of the fruity esters from yeah. the cal uh, the cal common yeast. So yes, or cal lager in the perfect way. Yeah, I mean, and again, like if if you guys are into brewing, you got to try this beer yeah. because it doesn't sound good described. But then, but that's why we named it the way we did. Right. Uh, and we were sitting on the island, literally thinking about this beer, like in those yeah. last couple of days, at, at eighty-eight degrees. Yeah, like, man, like, oh, that'd be really tropical good. stout. And you just have to try it to understand. Like, it's 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 very much a stout, and it has all the stout flavors, and it's even got good mouthfeel. But it's just very much a summer drinker. And it comes in. What what did this one come in? In it comes in fairly low, right? Not really. Uh, let me open that up again. This one, it finished out at six and a half percent. I thought we were lower than six on the first one. Yeah. Not this one. Nope, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, All right. So, uh, before we get into talking about the craft beer on the island, we should talk about beer on the island in general. Um, and so we're, yeah. we're specifically talking about Puerto Rico. Uh, we just spent 10 days there. This is my third trip, I want to say. It was your first time there. Yep, my first time. Um, and so, coming right out, uh, the number one beer in Puerto Rico is... Madaya, Madaya light, Madaya light. Yeah, uh, I, I learned that they had an ultra light. Uh, Madaya ultra. They're still they're still not Madaya regular though. <laughs> <laughs> the brewery only makes two. Yep, uh, you'll see it everywhere uh, if you if you're ever lucky enough to go. Um, you will see sign every, every bar uh, has a Madaya sign, and usually it's massive. Yeah, it's huge. You like you you would think all bars down there are called Madaya. Yeah, it's it's like going to Ireland and seeing Guinness everywhere. Right. Yeah, it it was it's everywhere. Yeah, and it's very fun to look at the logo and see it everywhere, and not fun to drink. <laughs> it's not it's not a great beer. It's uh, I mean it's it's in the vein of just like your Miller Lite, like but it's it it goes for that like yep. light beer drinking thing. It's not it's not for me. Uh, but like then the other options that you have. Yeah. Are, or we drank a lot of Corona. Yeah, there's a lot of Corona. Um, a lot of Coors. Coors and Bud Light are pretty uh, popular yep. down there. Um, yeah. A lot of Heinekens around. Yeah, yeah. Some people some people were drinking the Heinekens, yep. for sure. Um, and then uh, a lot of uh, craft from the mainland that's been sitting on warm shelves. Yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff does not move. But priced out-wise... <clears throat> Uh, bang for your buck, going for the lighter beers is what you're going to do. Like, even buying, like, in grocery stores and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think at one spot we spent $120 on two cases of beer. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was when Jordan bought the one box of Kraft and then one of Corona. Yeah. And it was, like, $120. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so that's well, that just, was, they were cases, so yeah, it wasn't they were like, cases, so it wasn't like just nothing. But right. that's, so you can kind of see what uh, what what kind of like beer um, beer market we're looking at. 
Yeah, well, anything imported is is going to be a lot more expensive, and that even included Corona, which was still cheaper than mm. a lot of options, but it was still like kind of surprisingly expensive for yeah. for what it is. Um, but yeah, we drank a lot of Corona, but then I don't know the craft beer scene like. There, there's some solid breweries. There's down there's there, some though. there's some solid breweries down there. Um, the two that we're going to kind of talk about uh, today are Rincon uh, Beer Company mm-hmm. um, in Rincon, uh, Puerto Rico, and was it Old Harbor. Uh, yeah, we went old, to Old Harbor. Brewing. I think Old Harbor was it. Yeah, that was that was the one outside of San Juan that we went yep. to. Um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're in uh, Catalina. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and then we also we also had some beer from Ocean Lab, which is down there too. Yep, uh, Ocean Lab brewery. is in San Juan. Is that in San Juan? I thought well, they were in. They at uh, least have a tap room right by the airport on the beach. Okay, I don't know if I that's where it's I made. Sw- I thought they were in uh, Mayaguez, but they may be. But they have a tap room in. San oh Juan. no, they're also they're also in Carolina. Oh, there you go. We just missed them on our. Yeah, it's right on the beach. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I looked at that, um, and we had it. We had a. Hellas from them, right? That was what we had. Yep. Um, and yeah, that, that one was that was a pretty solid, pretty solid Hellas. I, I all of the craft that we had down there was very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, like it was, it was very, very good. Yeah. Um, it was just expensive. Yeah. Um, and I, I've uh, I've actually uh, sent some emails to a couple of these guys to see if we can get them on the show um, yeah. and actually like talk a little bit more in depth on this. This is more our experience, and uh, we were able to talk to, like I said, we were able to talk to a couple of people about um, the challenges of brewing down there. Uh, right. Specifically, uh, we were able to talk with a guy from, um, and I'm sorry, guys, I had a lot to drink that night, and I forgot his name. I have his card somewhere in my bags, but I don't have it yet. <laughs> uh, but he is uh, one of the brewers at Rincon Beer Company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about uh, the weird beer laws that they have and the amount of uh, stuff that they have to contract brew. Yeah. Which was really interesting. So Yeah, I wasn't there for the conversation with him, but I... Oh, that's you, right. Yeah, you weren't there for that one. Yeah. So... Um, the, the, the really interesting thing is we were chatting with them, um, and Rinko Beer Company, uh, is this tiny little, like, it's almost like a little hole in the wall, like on, off the main street of yeah. Rincon. And it was pretty, it was pretty easy to miss when we were walking by it. Like, yeah, it's very small. <laughs> it's very small, uh, but awesome. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, it looked cool. Um, but they, they have, they have a small system. Um, on site, I think it's a three barrel like brew house, mm-hmm. uh, very very small. Um, but like I've seen their, I've been seeing their beer all all over uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, and I was like, they must be brewing like crazy to be pushing out that much right. beer like out of this brew house. And so I was chatting with them, and turns out that it's cheaper to contract brew uh, on the mainland and then import the finished product. <laughs> Yeah, you're saying that, and that's crazy because then, but, but then it starts to make sense. Like they would have to import all those ingredients yep. individually. Yeah, because they they're they're not able to brew or grow any of that grain and stuff on the island. Right. Well, then, but then also you'd have to have a maltster. Yep. On the island, like to process it. Otherwise, you're growing the grain and shipping it out to be malted and shipping it back. Yeah. So like the the malt is the big thing, I would assume. And that, but like you could grow hops there, but if there's not a hop farm, you can't. Like you're not right. gonna. Unless you have a lot of land, 
Well, you if you, if you and if you look at the history of uh, Puerto Rican ag- agriculture, right. uh, it got switched over to a lot, or a lot of it got switched over to cash crops, right? Uh, like especially you know when when the rum trade started, and mm-hmm. uh, especially after the embargo on Cuba, right? Like then we were just dumping money, like well, all of our rum distilleries are there now, yeah. <laughs> so uh, like Puerto Rico is now the rum capital of the world with yeah. Bacardi and Don Q there. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, there, like even if uh, even if they did want to brew with a lot of local ingredients, there's probably just not anywhere to get it. Like uh, they, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So it's all imported. So you're <clears throat> you're looking at you're looking at that, um, and then there's the other issue of goods coming to Puerto Rico all have to fly under a U.S. Uh, flagship, flagship yeah. um, in order to be imported. Yep. Um, and so then you have added uh, cost there, especially. So basically, so say you wanted to get like New Zealand hops or whatever. Yeah, if you want to get New Zealand hops, they, they got to go through the mainland. They have to go through the mainland first, and then they can go over. Yeah. Or they have to be. Uh, you have to pay extra to ship them on a U.S. flagship, and it becomes this whole other thing. Right. Well, and then and then they were talking about. We were talking with Jordan about some of the things where like. If if you had a, an export in Venezuela that could go like the four hundred miles across the sea right to Puerto Rico, it would have to bypass, go up to Florida, and then, and then back, back down. down. So it's it's a really fascinating thing that, yeah. that you don't really think about that stuff. Oh, because until... it'd be it'd be so much cheaper if they could get uh, their ingredients directly from oh, yeah. countries in South America. Oh, exactly. I mean, and uh, but they can't. Like everything has to go through, which uh, which is interesting and. If I understood right, that's part of what they want to fix with statehood. Yeah, is being able to process. Is being able to process things directly from. And what I mean, I guess when you like, it's so interesting looking at the economics of brewing. Like it's it even, you can like, there's so many things we learn just about trade in general with Puerto Rico. Yeah, just by talking about beer, and it's it's fascinating. Like wow, like you just never think of this stuff. Like. It doesn't apply to us in like mainland US where we live, so we never think about it. Right. Because like for us it's like, oh, we can just get some malt from Brees that that makes malt in our state and we just grab it from a store. But not the same. Not there. Well, there. and like yeah, and then there's there's the additional cost of home brewing there too. Right. Because I mean, you're you're facing the same ingredient uh, issues. Oh, well, yeah. And and imagine like I can't imagine having to plan my brew out with enough time to get stuff shipped from mainland U.S., like it's a week, two weeks. Who like how long does it take? Well, not just mainland U.S. Like you have to get it into Puerto Rico <laughs> with a mildly uh, unreliable postal system, right? <laughs> so it's it's very fascinating. Like the, just the troubles, like even homebrewing down there. You'd still have to deal with like similar stuff. I didn't see a lot of homebrew shops. There might be one in the on the uh, area, if there is, I, it's probably in Mayaguez or uh, San Juan. San Juan, yeah. So even uh, I mean, there's not going to be one in every city. That's for sure. Um, so it's, it's Ponce maybe. Um, yeah. But so it's a it's a challenging I mean, brewing environment. But it's interesting to see how they overcome it too. Like like that solution, like contract brew it and have it shipped back, and then just brew like like some of your beers in. On the island. In the so I, I googled homebrew shop Puerto Rico and I brought up Northern Brewer. I just brought up a bunch of local ones. Okay. So is there are Northern Brewers in there or what's going on? Oh, hang on. Uh, Puerto Rico homebrew in San Juan. Okay. Yeah. So there is one. 
Yep. I figured like it's an island of like three million people, right? Or not? No, like one million. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I think it was like one million. So I mean, there's got to be some homebrewers. Oh man, we just missed a, a brewing class. Oh no, that would have been fun. Yeah, I don't know if we have any if we have any Puerto Rican homebrew listeners. Like that'd be up. Lando. <laughs> he saw his own shadow, guys. I'm I, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Lando. Nope. He's he's a mad about it. Oh no! It's uh, it's it's toilet paper. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it is toilet paper. I'll go move that. All right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So back to talking about uh, this. Uh, the other uh, the other issue um, that um, I didn't talk or well was was kind of brought up, but we didn't really get too much into there. Um, but that we noticed on the island was the power grid. Yeah. Um, so the power went out three times while we were on the island. Yeah. Like well, that it, we were aware of. That we were, that we were aware <laughs> of. Because we were not near power a lot of the time. Yep. Um, and so that's just another challenge that they're, that they're right. trying to overcome. So I know, uh, I know for a fact that a lot of the beers that we had um, in at Rincon, uh, like the ones that they were brewing on site, <clears throat> didn't have uh, temp control. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also just to slide it in, just remembered uh, mm, the Miller Ultra, Mick Ultra. Yeah, Michelob, Michelob Ultra, Ultra. Was, was the big one. Very that big. was the other really big one that people yeah. liked there. Anyway, um, yeah, the the power grid is. I mean, that would that would be a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. you 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 can't. I mean, if you control your temperature and then the power goes out and you don't. Well, and especially at the homebrew level, like, so here, right. um, like, we can find, like, an interior space or whatever that's not too bad, and, mm-hmm. like, even in the summer, like, it's not going to be horrible. <clears throat> well, that's the other there, thing. Like, like, most houses aren't even insulated. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're all, it's it's a lot of concrete buildings. Right. Um, and so if it's, it's hot outside, it's hot inside. It's 90 plus <laughs> right. all the time. Right. And, uh, I mean, so then your other thing is, like, well... Then just get an air conditioner. Well, air conditioners are part of why the power grid's weak. <laughs> so <laughs> the more air conditioners you get, the more you're like putting tax on the power grid. So, yep. I mean, a lot of people down there don't have any air conditioning, even for themselves. They're right. probably not buying it for the beer. Um, all right. They're used to it. So uh, what was your favorite beer that we tried that was brewed on the island? Man, that melon. The melon. The we, melon, uh, the melon they, beer from Old Harbor. Gosh, it was, it was solid. Um, I don't know if it was the best beer that I tried, but it was so For that day refreshing. Yep. Uh, it's a uh, it's it's a wheat ale that comes in at three and a half percent, and it's just this beautiful like pinkish color. Yeah, um, it's very good. Yeah, it was really good. It was really refreshing, very clean, um, yep. and it it was just really tasty. Um, but I also I really liked the black IPA that I had. Yeah, from, they had uh, a black IPA on at Harbor that was really good. Yep, old Harbor, um, re- I, and I, I reviewed that one on Untapped. It was very uh, balanced. It had like a little bit of roastiness, little black IPA kind of mm-hmm. uh, kind of dark edge to it. But it was very well balanced with like bitterness. But then there was enough body to kind of balance all of that, all of that out. Um, it's pretty good. Um, a lot of the IPAs that I tried, I got a, definitely a, more of an East Coast vibe from. Um, 
It's more of a resiny like flavor than I don't think I tried. Maybe oh, the pale ale from that brewery was more like West Coast style hops, but um, uh, they had a really good this is my observation um, on what I tried. Well, they, they had a really good like that uh, the double IPA number five. I really liked. Yeah, I didn't try that one. Um, that was really good. I liked. I really liked the uh, the Ocean Lab IPA that we had. I think that was, or no, that was that was an Old Harbor IPA too, that we got in the case. Um, yeah, they, I mean they made solid solid beers down there, but it was it was interesting to see kind of like the the uh, choices of hops and stuff because I don't know what they wouldn't like, you know. And the East Coast, we have the East Coast IPAs. West yeah, Coast, West Coast, Central, like kind of the. Uh, like, I don't coast. know. It, it was it, it was it was very West Coast like. Like it had it had that crisp bitterness. The that one I that liked. you had. Yep, the cool. one that I had was yeah. really good. I didn't try that. Um, one. Yep. Yeah, no. So I was I was double checking the uh, the translation on this Rincon beer that I had from Rincon Brewing Company that I really liked. Um, and it's it's one of the few that they they consistently brew in the brewery. Yeah. Um and. I, I, I don't think I have it right, um, and I don't. I never actually got like an actual thing, but it's uh, "tuno mete cabra," uh, which translates to "you don't put goat," uh, and I can't quite figure out. Ah. Uh, so I'm, I'm missing something in that translation. Yeah, something seems to be missing. <laughs> if anyone can can translate right. that, for please, us, let please. Us know. Um, but yeah, so it's a it's a uh, it's a Maybach uh, made with fifty fifty Vienna Munich. Um, and German yeast, um, and it's brewed right, right there nice. in the heart of Rincon. Yeah, nice, good choices. Yeah, um, and then, but I will also say, if you go, to, if you're there, tr- like both of these places had cocktails, um, which yeah. is really cool because the 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 brewing laws there um, can be interesting from what I from what I understand. But also, if you have an alcohol license, you have an alcohol license. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the thing. Even the breweries had out like liquor in them and stuff, because mm-hmm. you can sell um, any alcohol. And the breweries at or the the cocktails at uh, Rincon uh, Brewing were incredible. Um, they had <clears throat> a like, and they all had like a weird or a very interesting like political, um, like bent on them. Okay, uh, it's it's a very political brewery, right? Um. Like one, uh, one of the cocktails, uh, yeah, Julio del uh, 2019, come. Uh, it's called that because that's when uh, the last governor of Puerto Rico resigned, <laughs> um, and it comes. Every, every cocktail comes with a um, a copy of his letter of resignation, like on the cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so they're all they're all kind of like that, and they all it, there's there's a lot of like Puerto Rican pride in yeah. in it all. It's very cool. Yeah, um, that's really fun. That's really cool. Yeah, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and they were just they're very good cocktails. Very very good. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of the stuff we had down there. I mean, in Rincon is also Rincon rum, which you know not not beer, but that was really good. Rum that was that really good. Uh, uh, yeah, distilled in Mayaguez. Distilled in Mayaguez. Um. um yeah, that was a, that was a really nice. Uh, it it was a clear rum, but it had a little funk to it. Um, and we got a bottle of that, and it was too smooth. <laughs> it was dangerously yep. smooth. Um, that was good too. Um, but yeah, like the the alcohol down there, like 
for when we initially got there and everyone was drinking like uh like McGolden or the Medaya. Medaya and then the uh McUltra and everything, I was like, Oh boy, here we go. But then you, we could we got into it and found the beer the craft beer culture. Well and you got um, you got uh what uh some pintoro, so the 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 moonshine stuff. Yep. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um I don't know if if they're just used to it or if it's like that to everyone, but it hit. No, no. like that to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we uh, it was when uh, Jordan and I went to Victor's house. He gave us these bottles of stuff, and I was like, "This tastes great." Um, I don't know what was in it, but it was very strong. And <laughs> there, there's all the so the. Here's a fun thing about that. Like, that's a big thing there. It's like that they call it moonshine. But from there's a lot of there's a lot of uh myths or legends about how it's made. It's it's very fancified. And there's a lot of things that Well, I especially was told, for the visiting gringos. Well, right. And like, <laughs> there's a lot of what I was told where I was like, that's there's no there's no way. It doesn't seem right. But like one of the things like, oh, they crack open a coconut and like put stuff in it and ferment and it in the, the ground it, and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, the, this, I mean, that might have been what they did at one point, but I don't <laughs> think there's a lot of people. Maybe they are, but either way, like I never got a straight answer on how, what exactly is in it and how it's made. Yeah. So, but it hit hard the next day. It was rough. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Hit like a freight train. Yeah. That stuff was... That stuff is not to be trifled with. So if you go down there and try that, you I mean, it's worth trying, but take it easy for oh, sure. Yeah. Like <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's kind of all we got to say. Um I'm I'm sorry for the like the I, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like yeah, that was, it's, I mean, I'm going to apologize for the lack of true beer knowledge in it, but yeah, it's looking at it's looking at beer from uh from another culture, so yeah, it was it was fun to go down there and and see it and find like the the breweries. It was, it was good beer. Like Puerto Rico was making some good beer. Yeah, um, making some very good beer. And it's uh, it's with some it's cool. uh, yeah with with some like obvious like restrictions, which is super cool. Right, and that and that's probably the coolest thing about all of it. It was seeing like how they have to like the overcome these able, yep. these things, and and they do like and still make good beer and. Like put it out, and that's that's really cool. Like it's it's fun to see those uh, those other perspectives. Exactly. All right, guys. Um, well, hopefully Brian will be back next week. Uh, but we're kind of playing it by ear right now. Um, but we'll definitely be here. So if you guys have any questions, he'll comment. Be back. He'll be back soon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just an email at feedback at blinderstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blinderstudios, or follow us on Twitter at blinderscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.